Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratus Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real life in the wild stories about business and marketing. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to Chelsea. Um, who, um, well, actually, I'm not even going to tell you what she does because she'll tell us what she does. Um, but I'm really excited about this conversation, partially because I've never actually met a woman who is in her position. And I also, um, so we're going to have a lot of conversations about that. So before I get ahead of myself, Chelsea, tell us who you are, where you are, and what the work you do is. Yes. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. Um, I am Chelsea Rose. I am the president and CEO of the Colleyville Chamber of Commerce, and that is in Colleyville, Texas, which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, real close to the airport. We have a plane in our logo, uh, so that's how you know where we are in Texas. <laughs> I love it. Really original. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and how did you... Okay, like I said, I've never met a woman in your position in at a chamber of commerce, to be quite honest. Like, yeah. I also haven't been in that many chambers of commerce, so there is that. But, like, um, I've been in at least three of them in three different states, and it's always been a man in that role. How did you get to where you are? Yes, Um it is a wild story. Um, and and yes, that is typically, that is definitely starting to change. You are seeing a lot more um, women CEOs, which I'm very proud mm-hmm. to be yeah. in that group. But you're right. Very tr- traditionally, this was, as a lot of things, yeah. was more typically a man's role, especially being kind of a um, country club for businesses mm-hmm. there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, a meeting of businesses that's, that was kind of your thought process mm-hmm. is, if you're going to have a business gathering, most likely it's going mm-hmm. to be one of the fellows that's leading it. So it's yeah. it's really fun to be a part of that chamber renaissance of yeah. sorts. I love it. Um, and I had kind of an interesting um, introduction into it. I've always been a part of chambers of commerce. Okay. I'm very lucky to have always been part of chambers of commerce in my career. When I started as the social catering manager and wedding specialist at the Embassy Suites in Norman, Oklahoma, that was one of my first things they told me to do was to go to a chamber lunch. And my favorite thing about that story is I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here I was like, there's no way Chelsea has like dreamed of being in the chamber since she was five. Like nobody knows (laughs) that that's a thing. Like, (laughs) no, they don't. And if more people knew, it mm-hmm. would be more of a dream job because yeah. it is such, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but it it really is a, a neat role and kind of perfect for my personality, honestly, mm-hmm. especially if you are outgoing and a connector and it is really the perfect space. Um, and what's really cool about it too is different communities have different personalities totally. of chamber presidents. Like you mm-hmm. kind of have when we're all in a room together, we're we're definitely quirky people, right. and we all have similar quirks. But you can definitely tell the different communities we have different personalities, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But kind of how I ended up in it was I also it's a nonprofit, it's five hundred one c six for Chambers of Commerce, mm-hmm. and I I I would say when I was twenty two working at the hotel, I don't think I knew you could work for a chamber. Okay, I. And especially when you're 22, you don't yeah. really know how everything works. Uh, <laughs> but you think you do. You think you, you think, do. Oh, you think you know everything. 
everything. Um, uh, as I have gotten older in my career, I just realized I know no things. <laughs> I know. That's what happens. Uh, <laughs> and, but yeah, so basically kind of what happened is I was in the hotel world. I have a hospitality degree mm-hmm. from Oklahoma State and have had a, my dream job was a wedding planner. Okay. I I wanted to plan political weddings was Ooh. my weird dream. That was like a, a real planner. niche right there. So... <laughs> Yes, got very specific very quickly. Um, But what was kind of neat about opening up that space is that did later lead to wanting to be involved in cities and governments Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Even though chambers, oftentimes chambers are um, misplaced, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're you're with the city. Well, no, Mm -hmm. we're a separate 501c6, but you do work in a lot of those spaces. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about that is kind of my journey was working in hotels. And then I went out on my own Mm -hmm. as a wedding planner and loved it. And then kind of got to the point where I would really like to not work on a Saturday, Mm -hmm. um, at least for a little bit. Um, And so started trying to see what else was mm-hmm. out there. And at that point, working in hotels and working at my my own company, mm-hmm. marketing was definitely something that I knew yeah. I could do yeah. and I could do really well. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, uh, worked with a family friend where they had a marketing specialist open and they're like, hey, if you want to do this just while you're looking for something else mm-hmm. and really worked on those relationship pieces and realized I was really good at the connecting. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized that I did want to go into nonprofit, I I have a personality type, Myers-Briggs. Yeah. I'm in uh, ENFJ. I think I'm like thing. very similar. I don't remember. Really? But yeah, I think <laughs> I might be an ENFP, but I can't remember. This is oh, why we're getting it. along so well, Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Grab it true. We're just talking um, about <laughs> so, so then, um, So then that's when you started moving towards nonprofit work. Yes. And so when I was in nonprofit, I actually got a job as the special event coordinator for a nonprofit um, in Grapevine, which is neighboring communities to Colleyville, which is Grace Grapevine Relief and Community Exchange. Mm-hmm. And being the event coordinator for that organization is very similar to being yeah. a wedding planner. My executive okay. director was my bride slash mother of the bride <laughs> and ran everything through her <laughs> and still my mentor yeah. to this day. But mm-hmm. what was really great about working at Grace was in our development community, in our development department, it was, we were a part of seven chambers. This is a mm-hmm. very unique part of the country, but mm-hmm. specifically the state where we have all of these communities so close together right. in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, in the middle of these two giant cities uh-huh. that all have chambers and all have right. bustling businesses and nonprofits. And so she, Shonda, uh, the CEO, pretty early on was like, okay, in the development world, one person needs to be a part of that chamber. We can all go to the chamber events, but mm-hmm. that person needs to be dedicated. Like she got chambers. Like she mm-hmm. knew if we were going to uh, get more support, get more donors, it really put the word out there for our nonprofit, then we needed to be focused on that. Mm-hmm. And so mine was Colleyville. Okay. And this was back eight years ago now. Okay. That's weird. Um, but that's, and I started in Colleyville. And so I worked, I, uh, represented at the Colleyville chamber, went through leadership Colleyville, which is a behind the scenes look at how the whole community runs, made lifetime friends there. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to a point where I was like, I, I want to, uh, do, I love being a special events coordinator, mm-hmm. but I, 
I want to get to a director role. I want to do more community engagement, more advocacy, and I want to move back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I started my master's in public policy campaigns and elections, thought that would kind of lean me in my political realm yeah. a little bit. And and so then I got a job at Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City as their director of community engagement. Cool. Exactly what I wanted to do and continue to work with chambers and continue mm-hmm. to uh, go that route. But again, never realizing that's a job. Right. Uh, so I was doing that for three, I be, believe three years, still remain uh-huh. very close with my Grace family. My parents live down here in mm-hmm. the airport, yeah. as we said, it's very close. So, and I am an avid traveler. <laughs> yeah. That is my favorite hobby. And so I would come, I would drive down to, mm-hmm. to Texas, leave my car at my parents' house, and then go see my people mm-hmm. and at Grace. And so one time, this was in fall of 2019, I went in, they had just opened a new building, went in to see Shonda. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, oh, I was just talking about you the other day. Hmm. Like, to who? Yeah. I've been gone for three years. Right. How does anyone even know who I am? And, and she said, well, the Colleyville Chamber is looking for a new president. And again, being a connector, I was I was like, oh, yeah, just let me know like what they need. And I'll, you know, I'll find somebody. And she was like, no, no, we were thinking about you. Yeah. I was like, well, you've gone and lost your mind. So, <laughs> Be like, does that fun. even pay? Like, that's what my question. <laughs> right. Which I will say that is probably the most asked question I get about oh, my job is, sure. what's your real job? <laughs> no, it has to be because I really think that people don't understand, like Chambers, myself yep. included. So, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. And so, yeah, that was November, and then started the process, and by February. I had, um, I believe, end of February 2020. So, wow, you know. Oh, yeah. Perfect coming. <laughs> it was wild. And what was really cool, too, especially from like a, you know, women leader perspective, uh-huh. my boss, the senior director of development at Catholic Charities, uh-huh. she was my biggest cheerleader. That's she, awesome. I called her before I called my mom when I got this job. Wow, but that's awesome. She knew I was interviewing. It was very, mm-hmm. very cool. And so um, moved from Oklahoma City uh, when you couldn't go inside of restaurants. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so that was an interesting. <laughs> wow. That was crazy. It was wild. Getting a new call was weird, but yeah. yeah. So like, what was it? Well, what has it been like to be a woman in this role? Like when you, like you already mentioned, like there's more of like a renaissance happening. There's more women who are leading chamber of commerce. Yeah. Commerces. Like what has it been like? What are some of the challenges? Some of the really fun parts? Yes. Um, my favorite, and now it's just fun, mm-hmm. um, but my favorite thing that happens being especially a young woman mm-hmm. um, leading a leading a chamber is them, someone coming to me, I need to speak to the president. Right. I'm like, great. <laughs> you got I her. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Found her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's been a fun, because especially you really have to check your own ego at the door um, in a lot of cases, because there is a lot of education that needs mm-hmm. to happen when it comes to young women leaders in general. There is an assumption that I'm the assistant or the event planner, or um, I was actually at an event last, um, I believe it was last week, where someone, they knew me and a colleague were there with the chamber mm-hmm. and they looked at me and and they said, oh, so you're the social media gal. I was like, <laughs> no, actually the president and CEO. Right. 
but I do have the passwords <laughs> to the social media. And so really the biggest challenge is just that education mm-hmm. of just, and and, and I've, I've talked about this uh, a lot with people just being in this role is my joy can also throw people off. Mm-hmm. You kind of assume that a CEO is very drab mm-hmm. and doesn't enjoy laughing. And that's mm-hmm. not the case, but that's just what you see. And so when you see me bounding around, and you can't see it as much in my office, but I have right. bubble guns yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and I, I, it's very important to me. Like my business strategy is joy. Like if mm-hmm. we are, if we are not laughing, we're all going down. Like right. It's just not going to work. And so I think that's the biggest challenge is just educating that just because I am young and I'm a woman and I'm joyful, I'm still a business leader mm-hmm. and a, a pretty darn good one in a yeah, lot of cases. Sure. And so I think that's that's a a big piece is but it's it's almost become in our community kind of fun. Like they that's already awesome. they know I'm not going anywhere. Right. So there's a lot of jokes and like, yep, that's our president. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean like I live in Utah and Women business owners in general are few and far between here because of the culture. Um, and the when I moved here, I went to like a chamber meeting, and I was the only woman. Also, the, yeah, like the only yep, the only woman, and also the only person under forty. Like, and um, well, actually, probably even under thirty. Like, and so like I, it, it did feel like a boys' club, and like I very quickly was like, "Mm, this isn't for me. Like, and I have been in like that situation previously where it's like you walk in and like people don't take you seriously either because of gender or because of age. Like even when I've been in a room, but with other women, um, I started my business when I was 25. And so like, they're like, "Mm, you should still be in college. Like, no. You don't know. How, <laughs> don't know how the world works. Um, yeah. So I think that that's like really interesting. So full disclosure, like I have this kind of jaded view of chambers sure. and commerces because yeah. of these experiences. Like I would imagine that when you're talking to people, you're hearing a lot of different reactions. Um, yes. What kind of reactions do you hear from people when you're just speaking with them about like your experience? Yes. Uh, my favorite one is specifically going back to what is a chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. When I told my friends, like in my generation, that I was going to be president and CEO of a chamber of commerce, there's blank faces. And every time chamber of what? <laughs> like there was always a Harry Potter reference. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> always. And so that's my favorite is just, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then also similar to you, people have bad experiences mm-hmm. going into these what is supposed to be a community of businesses mm-hmm. that is supposed to help you get business and help you grow as a business leader. Mm-hmm. And they, and it's very much, I, I kind of uh, liken it to going into a church. Mm-hmm. Like there is that, especially going into a church for the first time, whether you're a believer or not of what's mm-hmm. going on there, it's, it should be welcoming first. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that is not the case. Mm -hmm. And so that is often the reaction too is, oh, I walked into a luncheon and everyone stared at me like I wasn't supposed to be there. So I left. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. number one, I hear (laughs) you. Yeah. I've been there. Been there. And and so that's that's a big um 
piece, again, that education piece, but also just kind of an overcoming of objections of sorts when it comes to a chamber of commerce. And, and that's, it's also interesting when you look at how chambers have evolved over the years mm-hmm. too, is there have been a lot of chambers have a women's division or a, a specifically women's group, mm-hmm. which came out of some right. someone coming and saying, there's no one else that looks like me. Right. Yeah. I'm going to bring my friend. <laughs> right. And and we're going to create this group together. And in all chambers, that that's very successful. Mm-hmm. And what's also funny is there are a lot of chambers that have tried, okay, well, maybe we'll do like a man's Monday. And <laughs> and the men are like, we did we didn't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> we're we're already here. Right. So that's it. But it's interesting because we have a Wednesday's women. Mm-hmm. And so we we've had that before where it's like, oh, well, maybe there needs to be a man's group. And I'm like, you are welcome to try. Um, but that's also part of that evolution is, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, you, you see a lot of things go that way. If someone didn't feel like they had a buddy Mm -hmm. in a certain, in a certain space, they're going to create that space. Mm -hmm. They're going to elevate that voice, which is really what we need to be as a chamber of commerce in general Mm -hmm. is to elevate the voice of business, which is everybody, a business leader can be. It, I almost said anyone over the age of 18, but I have some youth leaders That's that awesome. they are already, That's awesome. as long as you breathe and <laughs> want to sell things. And have an idea. Like. <laughs> and have an idea. That's exactly yeah. right. So that's, uh, that, that's a lot of the over, the overcoming and um, some of the thing, the experiences that I hear. Mm-hmm. And a, a, another big one is that it's boring, mm-hmm. um, which I understand. Yeah. I've. I have dozed off at a chamber <laughs> event before I was the president. 5,000 percent. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now so you that, can't. Sorry. And yeah, now I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> and and but that's a big what's interesting for us in creating kind of our personality of the chamber is we want to have fun. And we mm-hmm. and we very much believe in if you are having fun, you are making those connections. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be somewhere, it is so much harder to do what you need to do there. Right, or and, you feel like you have to, like, because it's like your yes. homework assignment or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is exactly right. So we want to we want to start with that welcoming, start with having a good time, and then those connections will more naturally yeah, bubble Yeah, that's together. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I even, um, I, one of the chambers that I was a part of offered, like, a business found, like, principles class um and it was so intimidating because I was sitting with these million dollar businesses and at that point we were not a million dollar business and (laughs) um they were all like and this is how you read a profit and loss sheet and I was like I have no idea what's happening it was so overwhelming and boring so and boring yes anyway so with that um I'm curious like how like how can chambers of commerce help people? Like, obviously, yes. yours is different than everybody else's, but in general, yes. like, if somebody were to say, okay, like, let me look at my chamber of commerce, like, what should they be looking for? Yes, the biggest piece is connection. Mm-hmm. And especially in a small or a large community, that connection with their city specifically is a very big piece. Um, because with most chambers, they're they work with their city in some way, shape, or form. So at luncheons, you can meet city officials and that sort of thing. That is a 
especially as a business owner in a specific community, knowing who your city is, is so important, especially when it comes to if you have a brick and mortar and figuring out community development and planning and zoning and all of these magical things that no one actually knows about. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the big piece is knowing the other business leaders in your community, because specifically like we saw with the pandemic and in the last few years, that, that connection was important because number one, things were changing so quickly and information was flying and there were, especially on the business front, are we open? Are we not? Do we need Mm -hmm. masks? Do we need this? Do we need that? It, that was that became a piece for the chamber, the chambers of commerce to come together and make sure they're getting out correct information, make sure they're sending out what they need to. Because I had this is actually a fun example. Um, there was one um, one of my board members. She got a um, an email from one of her donors, the donors, and they were like, "Hey, do you know?" I think it was something about PPE or mm-hmm. not PPE, PPP or something, some letters. Like the long and, and she was like, oh yeah, I've heard about that seven times from yeah. the chambers that I'm in. He goes, oh, I haven't heard about it at all. Wow. She was like, oh, you need to be a part of a chamber because we're, we're connected on the state level, the federal level, and then the city level. So that alone, mm-hmm. being a part of a chamber of commerce, that information is... Mm-hmm. It, it's just crucial to being a business leader. And then a lot of the goodness kind of added on top of that too, is the connection of just creating community with other business leaders because doing business is hard work. And it can feel so lonely sometimes. Like um, I even love collaborating with people in my own field because we like, I um, host like a social media managers um, just my friends basically I get to hang out with yeah. my friends um but <laughs> once a month and we talk about like pricing and like what to do when your client does this and things yeah. like that where we are all looking for very similar clients but like yeah. we can also some of us have solved different problems better and so I think that that is like one of the beautiful things about like a chamber is that it yeah. does bring people together Yes, that community, like you said, it's crucial because mm-hmm. especially as an entrepreneur, and if you have a small business where you are the employee in a lot of cases, and especially if you have just contractors or something to that effect, you don't mm-hmm. really have anyone to talk to. Mm-hmm. You don't. Right. <laughs> you, not that understands what you're going through. Right. Or even like um, we have like a team of 10 or 11 and I even find where I'm like, I have things that I want to talk about, but I want to talk about them with people who are my peers rather than like um, the people that I am like leading for like whether it's like appropriateness or like finance. Like you don't want to tell somebody like you're freaking out because you can't make payroll. Like, uh, Uh (laughs) like, and so you have to be careful about who you talk to about some things. And so I think that's even important is to find people in your same peer level so yes Mm -hmm. that's exactly right like who it it cracks people up who I talk to the most Mm -hmm. in this business is the seven presidents that are around me yeah because Mm -hmm. number one they were lifesavers when I first started this job because we started a zoom and I was like hi so what do we do here (laughs) (laughs) while all the businesses are shut down right and so yeah. I that's another thing with Chambers of Commerce is most, and that's what you're saying for kind of to look for in a chamber, is that that chamber is connected 
with other chambers because that's something that chambers have the ability to do really well mm-hmm. is being connected with what other chambers are doing right. because we have national, uh, I think we have two national organizations cool. and all the continuing education and all of the things. And so we, there is a system set up to make chambers practice what they preach, mm-hmm. essentially, For to sure. be able to create communities within their chambers as well. Yeah. And and so that's, um, yes, I have lost sight of the question. Well, I, I have another <laughs> question, so no worries. Uh, why, um, you mentioned a youth leaders program. Tell me about yeah. that. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. It's we have our leadership Colleyville, which I talked about that I was a part of. And so you would go to um, base the airport, hospitals, like mm-hmm. uh, the county, the city, just kind of see what makes the community tick. Mm-hmm. And actually, funnily enough, when I was in leadership Colleyville, that was our community project was to create a youth leadership program that is different. It's not a full day once a month, but it's a couple hours and it's introducing them to pieces in the community, police, fire, city. Um, I think a month ago we had our first one and our mayor and city manager came. Cool. And mm-hmm. when you were 16, did you know your mayor and Absolutely city manager? Not. I still yeah, don't. I'm, I'm in my 30s and I still don't know my mayor or city manager. So, yes. Correct. And, and that even goes back to that kind of connection mm-hmm. piece of the, those people seem far off in some cases, but when you're in a chamber, it just kind of brings them closer. And we are really connected with our school district as well. And Mm -hmm. so it's, um, we brought it back. I think it was off for like two or three years. And then I had a senior last year call me and say, my brother was a part of it in 2017. I'd love to be a part of it now. Mm -hmm. And so he created, we used it as a project for him. He created the marketing, like he did all the things. And I think we had 22 kids in it last year. Awesome! So It was incredible. Mm -hmm. And it was fun because we did team building and we did resumes and interviews, but they Mm -hmm. still also got to meet people in the community as well. That ended up doing reference letters for them. Right. What I love about that is, so I grew up, um, I grew up overseas, like my parents were missionaries. And so I grew up in a very conservative world. Um, And um, I thought that I could be a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer. And that was it. Or in ministry. And so I went and was a youth pastor for a while. Um, But what I love about that is that you're exposing these high schoolers to all sorts of things. Like, I didn't know, like, I could set up my own business. Like, yeah. What? Um, and like, I didn't know all of those things. And like, you, like those kids, those teens are going to get like a, a broader view and like a better idea of like where they want, like what sort of things might meet their like life purpose. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for saying that too. Yeah. Cause what's funny and kind of what we were talking about earlier with, I was not five years old dreaming of being yeah. a chamber president, <laughs> um, but I had one of our, uh, one of our youth leaders say that she wanted to be a chamber executive. Cool. And I was that's like, awesome. That's <laughs> so like, fun. Like, you can. <laughs> we like somebody knows my job is real. So <laughs> yes. at least one Correct. teenager <laughs> Correct. One. in the Dallas-Fort Worth area knows your job Correct. is a real job. Um, so to, before we close, like I do have one more question. Like you've worked with a lot of businesses. You were a business owner, have worked in a lot of organizations. Now you get to kind of see like the inner workings of businesses um, as the chamber. 
what are like some characteristics that you have found that have made people like successful? Like, and I don't just mean like financially successful, but like when you look at the people in your community and you're like, these people are awesome business owners. What are you seeing? Generosity. Okay. Tell me Generosity in so many facets. And and, and I love that's the first thing that comes to mind Mm -hmm. is in that generosity with the nonprofits in the community, Mm -hmm. but then also generosity with their knowledge and just get the giving back piece Mm -hmm. is very big in our successful business leaders for sure. Mm -hmm. Because the ones that I've seen that are more closed off and don't necessarily Mm -hmm. want to share uh, best practices or Mm -hmm. people that think absolutely everyone is competition and they're like, oh, we're not going to share our secret sauce. Those are actually the ones that, number one, that personality, especially in a chamber where it's all about connection and collaboration, that it 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 does kind of push people away a little bit. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I'm not going to ask you. Um, and there are two business leaders in our, we have several, but there's two that come to mind that have been on my board that that's who people call, whether it is in their industry or out of their industry, when they have questions about HR, when they have questions about uh, sales, when they have questions about sponsorships, mm-hmm. like those sort of things. And they, they do that because they know they're going to answer them, number mm-hmm. one. And they know that we we're better together. Mm-hmm. We built what is what is that? The rise and tides and the boats. Yeah, yeah. Rising tide yeah. lift all boats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah, the one. <laughs> I love we, that. We help each other. That's <laughs> and and generosity number one, and then listening. Mm-hmm. That's it is amazing. Just conflict resolution in general in this entire world um, can be maybe not completely solved, but at least somewhat. Uh, tempered by listening. Mm-hmm. And because people just want someone to listen sometimes. And mm-hmm. that's what I've seen with a lot of leaders that they just, they listen to their people, they listen to their clients and do what they can with that information. Sometimes they can't yeah, kind of totally. same with elected officials and that sort of thing. Sometimes they can't do anything with that information, right. but they have at least listened to the concern. And so mm-hmm. I'd say generosity and being a good listener is definitely... I love those. Those are like some of the really important philosophies that we even have in our own business because in my opinion, like there there is no such thing as being generous to a fault unless if (laughs) I will hedge that and say like unless if you're in an unsafe emotional relationship. So um (laughs) that's real in business, like I don't think you can be too generous because um people love um they love free stuff, first of all. Um, but they also love like knowing, hey, like this person is an expert. And if you like keep all your cards like hidden, like people don't know that you know your stuff. So right. um, fully in support of that. So, well, <laughs> Chelsea, I feel like I'm going to go upstairs and tell Roger, my husband, and be like, we need to move to Dallas, Fort Worth um, so yes, that I can be yes. a part of this chamber. Like... I'm okay with it. <laughs> Come uh, on, Roger, let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I really appreciate this conversation. Um, if people want to connect with you, how best can they connect with you? 
Yes. So um, we can be, I actually can give my email as well. If you have any questions about Chambers, um, Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-A at colleyvillechamber.org. That is C-O-L-L-E-Y-V-I-L-L-E. And we'll we'll have it in the show notes too. So everybody. Appreciate that. (laughs) Click click on that link. Um, Sweet. And Instagram, we are CV Chamber TX. Sweet. Awesome. Well, I will make sure I tell you first when we decide to move. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) except I don't think I can handle Dallas in the summer. So I'm not going to lie. So that is fair. We might just see how we can connect you. Just check on some other chambers in your area. See, see how we can maybe make some things better there. Be like, find a chamber in your area. Uh, <laughs> now, that's our plug. So anyway, Chelsea, thank you. This was so much fun. I learned a ton, um, and I am really grateful for your time. Thank you so much, Julia. This has been awesome. I appreciate you. Friends, Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener, we'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>